today on CityCast Denver. One of Denver's youngest and most influential politicians has been under investigation after allegations of sexual assault surfaced earlier this year. And last week, the independent investigators working on behalf of Denver Public Schools published a 96-page report on their work. It's a big, complicated document about a big, complicated situation. And we've got Chalkbeat reporter Melanie Asmar on the show today to help us sort out the facts. Before we get started, just a note. This episode contains discussion of sexual assault and rape. Please be advised. Today is Monday, September 20th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Melanie Asmar, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thanks for having me. So, Melanie, let's go back to the basics of this story. Can you explain who Tay Anderson is? Sure. Uh, Tay is a um, school board member in, in Denver. He is one of seven members on the Denver Public Schools Board of Education. He was elected two years ago and is in the middle of a four-year term as an at-large member of the board, meaning he represents the entire city. And I think it's important to mention, too, that he is – he's only 23, right? Yes. So he was elected when he, when he was like 21. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah. He is 23. He's a Denver Public Schools graduate. He went to uh, Manuel High School. He's also a well-known activist in, in Denver. Um, he's led protests against uh, racism and, and police brutality, and he's very well-known in the city for that work. So – I want to talk about how we got where we are today. I'm wondering if you could help me sketch out a rough timeline that lays out why we're talking about Tay. Sure. So in March, the civil rights organization Black Lives Matter 5280 put a statement on on social media that claimed that a woman had told them that Tay had sexually assaulted her. And this woman was anonymous, unnamed in the statement, and that sort of uh, set in motion everything to this, to this date. Denver Public School Board Director Tay Anderson is denying anonymous sexual assault allegations brought forward by the group Black Lives Matter 5280. Anderson held a press conference today to address those allegations, saying he has never sexually assaulted anyone and welcomes an investigation. Nine News reporter Mark Salinger spoke with Anderson. I have not sexually assaulted anyone. And I am not aware of a situation that can be construed as sexual assault. So that allegation came out. Uh, Tay, Director Anderson, very quickly denied um, the allegation, saying that he had never sexually assaulted anyone um, and and he didn't know who this, this person was or where this allegation was coming from. And, and shortly after after that, the school board hired this third-party investigations firm to kind of look into this allegation, as well as some other allegations that sort of um, surfaced after the Black Lives Matter 5280 allegation, including some members of, some former members of a now defunct youth anti-gun violence organization called Never Again Colorado. Tay was the was the president of that organization in 2018, and some former members of that organization came forward and, um, you know, expressed concerns about his his behavior while he was part of that of that group. 
And then in May, a woman named Mary Catherine Brooks Fleming testifies in front of a legislative committee that more than 60 DPS students had come to her about a quote-unquote predator who worked for DPS or works for DPS. Hi, my name is Mary Catherine Brooks Fleming. I'm a small business owner, a mother to four children, three of whom attend DPS, and I'm a survivor of the most violent rape imaginable. I don't have to tell you that rape's bad, right? And that child rape is worse. I feel like that needs to be said because no one ever seems to hear it, care, or do anything. And I'm hoping that what I tell you here today will compel you to do something because there's a sexual predator currently targeting DPS students. And that accusation was linked later to Tay, right? That's right. So she made this testimony before a legislative committee, and um, and she didn't name the the person she was talking about. And shortly thereafter, Denver the Denver Public Schools Board uh, put out a statement saying that they had become aware that the statement was um, referencing uh, Tay Anderson, and that um, and that was eventually one of the things that this third party investigation group looked into. All in all, 61 high school students and one recent graduate would turn to me for help. 62 victims, as young as 14. 61 were undocumented or dreamers. All were so afraid of this one man. They were all afraid of the same man, to be perfectly clear, that they could not whisper his name. All of them listed offenses from unwanted touching, which is a third-degree felony in this state, to violent acts of rape that mirror my own. And then in that same month is when Tay decided to step back from his day-to-day duties on that on the DPS board. Yes, I believe so. Danielle, Denver School Board member Tay Anderson says that he is stepping away from the board while the district finishes its investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct. Anderson says he's never sexually assaulted anyone. He says he's stepping back to protect his family and avoid being a distraction for the district. He stepped back from his his day-to-day duties on the board for a period of about um, uh, six weeks and, and resumed his work in July. Right now, it's going to be hard for me to return. As much as I'm going to try my hardest to repair the harm in our community, there are still going to be parents, students, teachers, and community members in Denver that believe that I am guilty of what I've been accused of solely on the basis that they saw a Facebook post. And now we're here we are in September. This report was published. And so that's kind of what we're talking about now is this independent firm that DPS hired to investigate the claims published their report. Um, and the, the report was kind of divided into three issues. So I'd like to go through those and start with Um, where you were saying back in March, Black Lives Matter 5280 published this statement from an anonymous woman alleging that Tay assaulted her. Do you know what the investigation and report concluded regarding that issue? Yes, they found it unsubstantiated. So the the group used um, a a standard of evidence that they, um, you know, they're not like a a court of law or or police or anything like that. They were looking at whether these claims were um, more likely to be true than not. And they found um, that this woman's claim was was not likely to be true. And then second, 
You wrote that former members of the anti-gun violence group called Never Again Colorado, which you mentioned, said Anderson had engaged in inappropriate behavior when he was the group's president in 2018. What did this report find regarding that? So a large portion of this section was redacted, as were several other sections of the report that in- involved uh, students, uh, underage, you know, folks. And so, um, and so, it's not exactly clear from from the report, you know, some of the details. But the investigators concluded that those claims were substantiated with regards to Never Again Colorado. They talked about so at the, at the time, Tay was nineteen. And then he turned 20. So he was like a 19, 20 year old. And, and the students, other students involved in this, these situations were 17 and 18 years old. And, um, you know, the, the report kind of described this, this party atmosphere in the group. Um, it said Tay did not create the atmosphere, um, you know, but that he, he participated in it and that some of his behavior made some of the, the women in the group uncomfortable. And the investigators found those claims were substantiated. Okay. And then third, as part of this report, the woman we mentioned before, Mary Catherine Brooks Fleming, told the Legislative Committee um, at the Capitol in May about this supposed uh, more than 60 DPS students coming to her seeking protection from a man who was, quote unquote, in a position of trust. Um, the, The accusation was later linked to Tay. And do you know, can you explain what the report said about that? Yeah, so the report, you know, the investigators tried to speak with some of these 62 people that she claimed had come to her. Um, uh, not a single person came forward. They were not able to to contact, um, you know, any of these alleged 62 uh, victims. You know, they reached out to community organizations. The woman had claimed that these were uh, girls who, many of whom were undocumented. And um, so the, the investigators reached out to immigration rights organizations and, and tried to find, you know, these people she said had come to her and, and was never able to find anyone. She was also, they just found her not to be um, credible and her story not to be, the evidence not to be strong that that had happened kind of with the same with the um, the allegation that came from Black Lives Matter 5280, that alleged victim did not Um, uh, speak with investigators, and they were not able to substantiate that story. Melanie, thanks for explaining everything. This is a pretty detailed story, so we appreciate you coming on the show to explain it. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So you just heard my conversation with Chalkbeat reporter Melanie Asmar, which we recorded last Thursday after the report was published Wednesday afternoon. But then this situation escalated over the weekend. So I'm bringing in our producer, Paul Caroli, to help me sort through it all. Hey, Bree. Thanks. Happy to be here. Um, And let me just say again, you know, we're very grateful to Melanie for her time and her reporting. But from here on, just the two of us. Just the two of us trying our best. And boy, is this a mountain to climb with this story. Very hard to think about and talk about. Um, But Bree, let's start with just the facts. Uh, From your perspective, what happened over the weekend? Sure. So on Friday in the afternoon, um, the school board convened for a vote specifically um, over whether or not to censure Director Anderson. And the vote ended up being six to one. Um, with Anderson being the sole no vote to censure 
But what exactly is it that they did, Bree? What is a censure? What does that mean? Yeah, so it's I it's sort of just a formal reprimand. I think it's sort of an acknowledgement by the board mm. that this investigation occurred of one of their members. Um, and it seems to me it's sort of their formal move because the board can't the board can't remove their own members. So uh, they voted to reprimand him formally. So what exactly did you hear the directors say they were censuring him for? It was more about his inappropriate conduct, in particular with a student via text message. Um, there were some text messages sent between him and a student. It turns out the student was underage. Mm. He, and I think the report verifies this, he stopped contact with that student once he realized that they were under 18. But the board felt that that was definitely something that was inappropriate, especially for a board member. And then there was also the social media post that he made claiming that he would cut anyone off who disparaged him over the sexual assault allegations. And this was perceived by at least one of the board members to be sort of a, a th- considered a threat. Does anybody in this room understand what it means to walk through a grocery store and people believe that you are a racist? To know you didn't commit a crime or an act that you're being accused of, or but having people call for your career, your freedom, and your life to be over. Does anyone in this room or listening know how it feels to get a call from your parent saying that they were attacked in a grocery store by an individual believed that they had raised a rapist? All right, let's get to something, and let's finish up here with an element of this that I feel like is being lost in the whole conversation, all the coverage. Bree, how is any of this going to affect the everyday person who lives in Denver? Well, again, he's an elected board member. So the school board makes decisions about how DPS operates, um, how are students in the system, things that impact your students. So he has two more years from his elected position He's been a really strong voice in progressive politics in progressive politics, excuse me, in general in the city. So it, it won't be the last that you've heard from Tay. Absolutely. Um, and he speaks on many different issues, particularly policing issues, um, especially policing and student interaction. Uh, he was also someone that spoke out about uh, gender neutral bathrooms. Uh, he's going to be making decisions about how our schools operate. And, per- and perhaps his colleagues who just voted to censure him may be a little less excited about working with him on on things like gender neutral bathrooms in the future. I do wonder how that will impact his some of his progressive policies and work when again all six of his fellow board members voted to censure him. So there yeah there there may be some contention here in the future and it may impact how things are discussed or what or what happens on the school board in the next 2 years. Obviously, this is a big, complicated story. There's a ton more to say about all the different aspects of this one. There's a lot of moving pieces still left to shake out as well. Uh, But Bree, thanks so much for uh, talking this through with me, helping me understand a little bit better. Thanks, Paul. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you liked what you heard, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Give us a nice rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later.
Denver's youngest and 